the internet, and welcome to season 170, episode 3 of Genelli Zeitgeist, a production yeah. of iHeartRadio. This is a podcast where we take a deep dive into America's shared consciousness. It is Wednesday, February 3rd, 2021. Uh, my name is Jack O'Brien, a.k.a. Desperate for caffeine, but coffee makes me poo. I'm craving loads of sugar, enough to rot my tooth. Now I'm falling even more in love with <laughs> dew, whether it is wow. green or red wow. or blue. Did I'm it? drinking this until it makes me puke. Uh-huh. Maybe I should drink some water too. All right, that is courtesy of official dickhead for the verse and uh, Christy Yamaguchi main for the chorus. Wow, that was a collab. Uh, yeah, 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 I know. It wow. takes it takes many minds to it takes, genius it like makes that. It takes a village. Powerful. Takes a village. Yeah. <laughs> and of course, Lifehouse. So we can't forget them. Uh, what a what a band! What a name for a band! Uh, and I'm thrilled to be joined by today's special guest co-host, the hilarious, the talented, the brilliant Jamie Loftus. Few times I bought a GameStop stock, so I'm not just gonna sell when that shit drops, cause I ain't no dollar hack girl. <laughs> That's that one came from Woo. Nick Drakowski. I like it. I still I don't do totally too. understand. Nope. What happened there? But I do know that the guy that did it, the fuck, the the guy who you see his picture and you're like, oh no, uh, <laughs> he's yeah. uh, he lived in my hometown for a while. So oh, oh did yeah. he? Yeah, I think he went to college there. So we don't we we don't claim him, but unfortunately, <laughs> he's been to Brockton. The yeah. uh, the athletic headband uh, wristband combo. Uh, matching is, is an underrated look for sure. <laughs> bring uh, it back. Bring it back. Well, we are thrilled to be joined in our third seat by the hilarious and talented, newly uh, a writer of Rick and Morty. He is Mr. Cody Ziegler. <laughs> There's an odd hush going <laughs> over the crowd. <laughs> Congrats, I- man. That's so exciting. Thanks, that is y'all. super exciting. I'm I'm both uh, super excited for you, obviously, but uh, very excited for Rick and Morty. I, I feel oh, like uh, some new blood. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I'm very stoked. We were supposed to start uh, as of this recording yesterday, but things got pushed back. So I have one more week to be very nervous until I, uh, <laughs> I get accustomed to the room. But yeah, it's, I'm, I'm very stoked. It's, it'll, it's nice because I'm still... Uh, exiled from LA. I've been in, sequestered in North Carolina because I foolishly decided to come and spend the fall here. And then I didn't think that I'd get trapped. And so like, <laughs> I've been basically stuck here until I can find an opening to fly back. So it'll be, it'll be a nice thing to like, keep me busy. Well, oh, here. you are missing out, man. It is, uh, <laughs> LA is so perfect right now. So great. <laughs> no, you guys can finally eat out again. Oh, oh yeah. Fun. I've been eating outdoors every single night. No, I'm kidding. I, <laughs> the fury I feel. The fury I feel, but the you did miss the Holly Holly boob thing. Uh, yeah, they I'm changed very the Hollywood sign. I can, see to... this, I can sort of see the sign from my apartment, and I would like to see Holly boob for you know the the three hours. So it probably would have been up before taking down. Yeah, <laughs> I do have to say, I like Holly weed. I believe was the brainchild of like a person. Uh, mm. It was uh, I... better conceived, I think, because uh, the the word 
works better. Um, yeah. Although Holly Boob, like the sweatiness of it, I I kind of do <laughs> like. But yeah. then, like, just in terms of like the B that was supposed to cover the W was like kind of slumping off, and mm. then they try to turn the D into a B, and uh, not our best work. But yeah, why still. why try to improve upon perfection? Yeah, Hollyweed. <laughs> uh, yeah. Going down I mean, in history. How many people did it co- take to come up with Hollyweed? Right. If it took two people to write your AKA. How many <laughs> people did it take us to get to Hollywood? They probably had a whole remote room. They they had like a yeah. mini room that put together yeah. to yeah, yeah. To absolutely crack that one. <laughs> All right, Zig, we're going to get to know you a little bit better in a moment. First, we are going to tell our listeners a couple of the things we're talking about. The Democrats delivered their impeachment filing yesterday morning. Uh, the Republicans, I think, are uh, delivering their rebuttal or whatever the <laughs> fuck it's called. Uh, I think by noon yesterday. So it's out there. You could probably read it. Uh, so we'll talk about just how that whole thing is shaping up, uh, whether the coronavirus is becoming more depoliticized. Uh, we are going to take a look at two uh, upcoming sporting events, the Australian Open uh, in tennis is coming up, uh, oh, yeah. as well as the American uh, big game, uh, the the Super Bowl that you're not uh, supposed to call the Super Bowl. So we'll talk about that and just the precautions and how, uh, how the two events reflect on how successful the two nations have been during this pandemic. Uh, we'll talk about New York City restaurants. They're opening for <laughs> Valentine's Day. The best, yeah, baby. Uh, as we all know, the best day to go to a restaurant for sure. Um, mm-hmm. Valentine's Day. What a bleak uh, day. Yeah, very, Can't very wait. bleak. Uh, we will talk about. There's like a new rule for the Minneapolis PD about body cams that CNN reported on completely incorrectly so we'll talk about that (laughs) talk about the latest on the GameStop thing uh we'll talk about uh, a very wholesome story in the uk that i i was completely unaware of but it kind of came to a sad close uh captain sir tom moore um the 100 year old uh who captivated a nation uh, and very, very wholesome story that feels like an alternate timeline <laughs> in a universe where, like, the where our world hasn't become like yeah, we're not used to positivity poisoned. and wholesomeness. Yeah, yeah, a nice like, wholesome what? old guy story. I mean, yeah. But before we get to any of that, Zig, we like to ask our guests what is something from your search history that's revealing about who you are. Oh boy! Uh, as I was talking to DJ Dan before we started recording, I finally got my PS5 back. Like two weeks ago, it broke. Uh, so, like my latest, literally my latest search history was PS5 hard drive because uh, I had no storage to put all my games. So, um, I bought one. It got, he got here yesterday. Your boy's plugged in. He's logged in. He's in the he's in the matrix. He's just downloading <laughs> his games. He's backing things up. So we're good now. So you you the PS5 was hard to come by. You already got that and yeah, broke it. I uh, so this is what happened. I um I somehow managed to weasel my way in to a pre-order like in September. Wow. Uh, then um I, I I immediately flew out to 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 North Carolina and I forgot that I had a pre-order until I got an email like saying, "Hey, your thing's about to ship." So I had to like scramble and somehow get it shipped to my house, my mom's house in New York or uh, in North Carolina. And I got it working and it worked for like a solid 2 weeks and then it just st- just bricked on me. And oh wow! It took, yeah, and I was like, "Well, fuck! The, this is my 
this is like the one thing that was going to keep me sane while I was sort of stuck here. <laughs> right. Indefinitely. Mm-hmm. So I, I had to ship it off and it got fixed. Fixed meaning like they just sent me a new one in like two and a half weeks. And like I got it back like two weeks ago. So I've been like trying to play my games, but I forgot that I left the only two PlayStation 5 games that I have. I left at my dad's house. So I've just been playing old PS4 games. I mean, it's a really hard life mm-hmm. out here, guys. I was like, this um, is a really complicated yeah. process. I mean, I'm choking down these PS4 PS4 games in 1080p. <laughs> I, need a, I need 4K. <laughs> but you what, know, I'm, uh, I'm surviving. I do love uh, referring to it as playing my games. Like you're... <laughs> someone, my stories. Like, yeah, like my stories. stories. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but in, <laughs> other than uh, immediately breaking, has the PS5, like your experience with it, Whoa! Uh, does it live up to the hype? I think it does. Uh, it's the first. It's the first new game system I've ever bought in my entire life. So I think that's where most of my sentimentality is going from. I mm. will say it is enormous. Like it is the biggest thing I think I've ever seen. Like it's right. probably it's definitely bigger than my laptop. It's almost as big as a TV that I played on. Like that's like that's the only thing that's sort of warriorsome. I'm like, oh, how the hell am I going to get this thing? On yeah, a plane. Like a, yeah, it, <laughs> a it looks plant, like an air. Right? It looks yeah, like an it's air huge. purifier. It's, it's, it's enormous. It's like shockingly large. It's, <laughs> it's like it'll take your. Bre- it's almost. It's borders on breathtaking. I think. Is it? <laughs> is it loud? That's my. I. This is like the girlfriendiest question ever. But every time I pass the PS4, I'm like, why is it so fucking loud? Like, yeah, why is I will it say this one. This one, like you know, it's on. Like you know, it's, <laughs> it's you know, it's using that 4K technology because sounds like it, an old it, desktop. It, 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 it'll be singing. Like it lets it. It, it airs the clip out. <laughs> the fan <laughs> yeah or it's just, just like the, yeah. like it'll do this thing where like you're just watching a movie like you're streaming something and then all of a sudden it'll just be like, like all right that's how i know the movie's hidden that's how i know this scene was the shot this must be like an imac scene because this thing is really working right now <laughs> they're rendering oh, double time <laughs> yeah um what is something you think is underrated underrated great question jack um, oh thank you so much i, I will say uh, underrated is any type of YouTube cooking video. Like we've all been in pandemic now for almost a year. So we've all been cooking at home. Like I have really been tearing through um, YouTube cooking videos, but not just like, you know, the dude or the lady or whoever sitting in their kitchen. Like, have you seen these videos of like, it'll just be like some random, like Hungarian man with like a big knife in the woods, just cooking in a pot. Have you seen those videos? No. <laughs> oh, there's so. Oh, I got cooking to put with on. what? Like a it, over a just, fire? Yeah, it'll, he'll he'll like build a fire. He just has this giant ordained knife, and like he'll it'll be like <sighs> him cutting up the meat and cutting up the onions, and like he always puts like the spices on the giant knife and then dumps it into like <laughs> his like cast iron as he's cooking over wood. Uh, the one that I watch the most is called Men with the Pot. I think he's like a uh, a Polish or Hungarian guy because it'll have like salt in English and then it'll have like whatever like language he speaks translated. And it's just him cooking random, delicious looking food in the woods with a pot and one giant knife, no spatulas, no, (laughs) no tongs. It's just a dude with a big ass knife in the woods. I love that. They, when they, whenever you see videos like that, I'm like, does this know? Does this guy know about the coronavirus, or has he just like been <laughs> yeah. in the woods with his knife for years? Yeah, That's just, amazing. Just doing this thing, it's great. Mm. I do wonder, are there like, uh, remember that article right after Trump won, where the New York Times guy is like, he's not a New York Times, he doesn't work for the New York Times, but he's just like the most New York Times reader. Uh, that the New York Times has ever profiled. He's like got a beard and like a tote bag. And he like had quarantined himself off from the real world so he wouldn't find out who won the election and was like, 
living in a separate reality. Uh, I wish I, I could have that type of privilege. I could just escape reality for four years. I wonder if he's still out there and doesn't know about the Maybe this is the guy. Maybe he's got his own badass <laughs> right. YouTube channel. Developed he's an pivoted. accent. Yeah. yeah. I, uh, lo- I love isolated people with YouTube channels. It's so, oh, it's so antithetical. Good. It makes have you no seen, sense. Have, you, have either of you seen the dude that builds like spas in the middle of the jungle? In South America, right, like I've carves them into him. the ground. Yeah, he, it's just this one dude. He has two tools, and it's just him, like moving tons of dirt and building like elaborate spas in the middle of no in the jungle. It's great. How do you get there? Like, how do you arrive at that point where you're like, "This is it for me." Like, I've done. <laughs> it's like the rac- the raccoon guy channel that he's like. It's this old man in Canada, and he leaves out food, and then there's like 50 raccoons that comes to his porch every day, and he has five trillion subscribers. Oh, that's my life. Give me it's that. Nice. It's nice. It's and like they my love octopus him. teacher. It's like my <laughs> yeah. octopus teacher, but with yeah. 50 raccoons. My 50 raccoon teachers. I do think that there's like a fascination with like the blending of, yeah, like a spa that's like dug into just like mm-hmm. earth or, uh, you know, a cooking video that's like the, uh, the sort of complete other end of that continuum is that the new Amazon building. I don't know if you guys saw that, but it's like they've created this giant like prism shaped uh, spiral skyscraper but like like caked a park onto the outside of it so that, like <laughs> there's like a big uh full super villain stuff i love it y- yeah That's it really is at this point why not yeah um yeah it's very elysium but kind of <laughs> uh what is uh what's something you think is overrated Oh boy, literally any type of online discourse. Like I just can't take anything. Even if it's it can be the most mundane thing like, "Oh, uh I the new the Snyder cut's coming out." Like I don't want to see anyone's opinion on anything, <laughs> including my own. Like I don't even want my own opinion online. Like I just can't take any type of discourse at this point in the year 2021. Like I'm so over it. Like it's exhausting to the point where like if I didn't have to use, you know, Twitter for like work stuff, I would gladly just disappear into the ether and never come back. It's so exhausting. Yeah. And it's like, I don't know. It's I, I earlier in quarantine, I used to kind of like delight in very simple, aggressive discourse. Cause you're like, yeah, well, it, but it's yeah. Even that has kind of run its course. I just want to descend into like one of the, one of the dirt spas. I don't, I don't like it's, it's so fun. Not well fun um, with a big asterisk meaning painful. Watching like uh, any reply guy reply to like the most mundane thing. Like um, I had a friend that put, you know, that, that meme that was going around of like um, Kate Blanchett and Taika Waititi um, oh, yeah. on the yeah. set. Like, like whatever, like this girl in like blank boyfriend, like he had one with like me explaining podcasting to my girlfriend who's just came home from nursing, whatever. Yeah. And like, it's like some random person just replied, why would I care about this? I'm just like, that's a funny thing to say to like just a stranger, but like, why even yeah. take the energy to like <laughs> shit on this person that you don't know? Uh, why that- do I care though? Like, can you explain <laughs> that to me? Yeah. <laughs> that's a beautiful reply to any tweet ever. <laughs> yeah. That was Matt Apodaca. Yeah, Matt right? Apodaca. Matt Apodappy. Shout out to uh, podcasting. Um, yeah, somebody tagged me in that because that is a constant uh, <laughs> so funny. experience that I yeah. have. <laughs> um, yeah, but like the podcast today was uh, really pretty, tough. 
pretty tough, you know. Yeah, I think we were talking about stuff Trump stuff, and that guy's a real downer. Uh, how about you? COVID tent, Yeah, huh? Jack, oh, why is your podcast good. so negative? I've been meaning to ask you that. <laughs> um, you mentioned the Snyder Cut. Uh, I, oh, no. I am, like, becoming increasingly more and more fascinated by this. Um, <sighs> oh, yeah, no. it's, I mean, uh, I, look, people, like, love what you love. Um, I'm not here to pee-pee on anyone's parade or, or yuck anyone's yum. I do think it is wild. It's probably one of the funniest things I've ever heard of. of like, <laughs> yeah. a movie that was so bad that they had to rehire the original director and then dump $70 million into it to make it better, to then dump it on, like, a video uh, streaming platform. Like, I I don't, like, I I can't even begin to fathom. It's so wildly funny to me that they're like, you know what, we need to give this movie that no one liked another another injection, a little stimulus injection. Let's go ahead and see what happens. (laughs) And by a stimulus... stimulus money (laughs) one. That is where, yeah. Uh, It's four, like, has there been a successful movie that is four hours long? Like Titanic yeah, that, is three hours and twenty three yeah. minutes, and that's yeah. the longest movie yeah. I can remember or conceive of. There's um, definitely like a cap, right? Because it wasn't like Avatar, f- like five hundred hours long, but no one could tell you what happens in that movie. Like, yeah, I remember Avatar yeah. being. The well, only thing I remember about Avatar is that it had the only use of three D that I thought was interesting. Oh, but yeah. again, I don't know what happened in the story besides there's like a big tree. That got blown up, and then right, like, Sigourney <laughs> Weaver was like a cat lady. That's all that I really remember about that movie. Um, I remember the cat. Sa- I I I've rewatched Avatar a couple months ago, and oh, I that's right. You're an Avatar really stand. You. You're an Avatar truther, right? I have a costume, and I literally couldn't tell you what happens in the movie. <laughs> like it just goes right through you. Um, the juice cleanse. I had no idea Avatar was almost three hours long, and I it's yeah really I saw it and really loved it like my eyes were like dried out by the end of it because i like didn't want to blink i was like whoa this is amazing um and then i went into a deep depression because (laughs) avatar world was not real i was gonna say Um, that's my favorite that's one of my favorite uh before times uh like non-issues is like i can't believe avatar world isn't real i'd i'd better die like Oh, it was so I simple. do want to re I think I am going to rewatch it now just because I haven't seen it probably in like 10 years or wouldn't however long ago it came out. And it's I'm not very so desperate good. to see what happened. Does it not hold up? I mean, you're the premier Stan. It doesn't it doesn't hold up and I I didn't like it the first time I saw it. <laughs> uh but the este- like I love I love uh the cats. I love that the cats mm-hmm. have sex with their tails. Mm-hmm. Uh and then there's like this, I don't know, I could get into Avatar shit all day, unfortunately. <laughs> there's like a whole amazing story of how much money went into that movie mm-hmm. and how much money was given to like all of these um uh, experts and like james cameron was like i want this to be a blend of 500 cultures and like he hired all these experts and then he used none of it and just made it like (laughs) about the american army at the end but there was all this cool work that went into it and they used zero percent of it uh that's fun it is kind of fun yeah um I actually became depressed that Clash of the Titans wasn't real, which was the movie that came out right after it. And was like, they were like, oh, yeah, we'll make it 3D. And it just like looked like they had like cut it out of construction paper. Um, all right, let's, uh, let's take a quick break and we'll come back and talk about news.
we're back. Uh, the Democrats delivered their impeachment filing. There's nothing super surprising here. I'll just read like the summary. Um, President Trump's responsibility for the events of January 6th is unmistakable. Uh, his effort to extend his grip on power by fomenting violence against Congress was a profound violation of the oath he swore if provoking an insurrectionary riot against a joint session of Congress after losing an election is not an impeachable <laughs> offense. It is hard to imagine what would be. Um, <laughs> that's, yeah, it's literally, you know, describing what we all saw. Um, I was hoping <laughs> yeah. there might be like some additional evidence that they like found more plotting or collusion between the GOP and the people who raided the Capitol building. But mm. I don't know if that is still being looked into or what, but I haven't heard anything about that from the people who actually read the, I guess like 80 pages of the filing. Did yeah. either um, of you watch uh, AOC's live stream yeah. last night? I did I didn't not. watch the whole thing, but it was, I was moved. It, that yeah. was like so upsetting and I'm so glad that she did it. Yeah, Can you talk really about upsetting. it? Uh, yeah, I, um, I watched, like, I saw like a clip on Twitter. It's like, ah, let me go check this out. And then I was riveted for like an hour and 20 minutes, however long it was. Like it was a long yeah. ass, like a lot, like she really went in, but she sort of deep, just sort of like walked through, like from her point of view, like what she experienced that week. And like the main points were like, you know, everyone sort of like try to spin it as like, we didn't know this was happening. Who could have saw it coming? But she was like, even like a week before that, like we were, I was, she personally was getting um, texts and messages from like other members of Congress being like, Hey, you should like, put together some type of plan because we're getting sort of rumblings that things are going to pop off next Wednesday. Mm -hmm. Then she sort of walks to the timeline. She's like, you know, Monday, like there were like Trump supporters in town, like holding rallies and like there was sort of did this tense thing. And then like Tuesday, it really felt like there was a powder keg. And then for Wednesday, uh, like the most horroring part was like her walking through, like, you know, the like, you know, insurrectionists like rushing the Capitol and her, her and like one of her aides hiding in her, like uh, her room and like her office and whatever. And she was like trapped in the bathroom, like, behind a door as the door opened and a guy's yelling like where is she where we need to find her and like yeah. there was a whole moment where she talked about you know she ran into a capitol police um officer but like the the vibe just felt completely off like she couldn't tell if he was there to like actually assist her or like maybe he had something like a little bit more nefarious plotting like he didn't have a partner like he didn't identify himself like just a right. lot of very scary scary shit um and like you know this is like mm -hmm. me distilling down like an hour and 20 minutes of this. So like, I really do recommend people go watch it. She really spells it out. And it is like a very terrifying, um, um, story that, that she like sort of telling. Yeah. She, and I, I liked, she, well, I didn't like, there's nothing to like, but it was like really effective. I thought like when, when she was kind of, uh, describing like the fallout of all mm -hmm. of that and like how, uh, Cruz and Holly were kind of spinning it to be like, get the fuck over it. It was two days ago. And like, <laughs> essentially like made an effective argument that that is like classic like gaslighting abuser tactics mm -hmm. except instead of one person it's on like an entire body of people and also yeah. the country and like yeah i don't know she broke it down really really effectively i don't know how like i i don't know how she does it i would be a fucking puddle yeah yeah uh People mention like the fact that the the idea that the Democrats like don't have really a leader like somebody to inherit the mantle because it's this gerontocracy. I've it, there's not a single instance where I haven't been just like fucking blown away by her. She's amazing. 
Every time you hear somebody talk about the actual experience of being there, it's really it like grounds it because it, it is so uh, mind blowing and like far from what you would expect could have happened. And even the response to it has like found a way to sort of make it abstract or, you know, to make it like distance us from it and just like taking it back to hearing what it was to be a member of Congress as, mm. as this thing, it, it just makes it very clear, like what they were trying to do, what, what the people, the insurrectionists were trying to do. One of the more surprising things, one of Trump's defense counsels went on Hannity last night and it seems like a big part of their defense is still going to be the idea that he can't be impeached because he's no longer in office. Um, you can't impeach him if he's in Florida. That's right. the law. <laughs> yeah. Which it's like there's not really a case legally, right? Like they're historically... Like there's no precedent? Yeah, the precedent is yeah. that you can do that legally and <laughs> historically. Um, I yeah. think maybe... Because impeachment is like purely a political uh, spectacle, I think the Republicans are going to use the the argument of can't we just move on? Like you're pulling us back into this rancor, and I I do worry that it's going to be effective in the way like if you conducted yeah. a CBS focus group of like how people think about that. I do feel like because of the way the media has covered it and sort of abstracted mm -hmm. it from what actually happened and how dramatic and dangerous it was, I, I do feel like people will be like, yeah, let's just move on, um, which is... Yeah. Yeah. I feel like, and like the, the center, like the more center Dems, I feel like have already kind of been playing ball on that front anyways, where... They've kind of, like it's this whole like unity message like that is the word that's being used to be like <laughs> let's just all that stuff that happened literally that was three, three weeks, weeks ago. ago yeah let's come together like just I don't know I I find it incredibly gaslighty and conflict avoidant but like yeah, it I, seems I think, like they're playing ball with it or some of them are I don't know yeah and to that point I think that's what I enjoy and I enjoy is doing a lot of heavy lifting that's what I respect more most I think about. The, uh, these younger congressmen like AOC and Ilhan and all those, where they're like, I'm not trying to be unity with somebody who tried to have me killed three weeks ago. It's like, yeah. I'm still mad about this. You get this shit figured out. Right. Uh, and then like having the response be like, why, why everyone else seems fine. And it's like, <laughs> uh, it's, it's yeah. It, it, I can't imagine how frustrating that experience is, but it seems mm -hmm. like, and like, it almost feels like they're kind of taking advantage of the fact that, the entire country does not want to think about Donald Trump anymore to be like, let's just let this go. Let's just yeah. let it go. Uh, yeah. I think that's 100% the strategy. Yeah. Yeah. I hope it does not work, but it seems like it will. Yeah. Especially because like Democrats are like, yeah, let's like not think about that anymore. Let's move forward. Mm -hmm. uh, because that was a stressful time when we had to pay attention to politics. <laughs> and then Republicans obviously don't want to continue to be the center of attention for yeah. their shitty uh, trees. Stances behavior. on everything. Yeah. I, yeah. I, <laughs> already, um, already. The right. the centrism is already like driving me. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. 
I just saw an article that was like the two most powerful Democratic senators, and it was Mansion and Cinema. Like, <laughs> oh <"Fuck>, man, <laughs> what? No, <laughs> they've got a direct line into Joe Biden's policy. Oh, uh, I hate it. We got two people. We got a bully. Yeah, I know. I was like, that's true. The bullying part is fun. <laughs> <laughs> um, just kind of in keeping with the idea of moving forward from the end of the Trump administration. Uh, there's so January was the worst month in the history of coronavirus in terms of deaths, new cases, hospitalizations. Uh, we are starting to see at the end of the month and beginning of February a sharp drop in new cases. And this epidemiologist, you know, was like, yeah, the vaccine is like partially responsible, but only like for, for a very small part of that because it's not to the point where it's like creating herd immunity yet. And uh, he was saying that he thinks it actually has something to do with the political climate um, and that like people, I don't know, it's certainly easier said than proved, uh, mm. but it just feels like Trump simply not being there on social media with mm. the amount of disinformation. Mm. Uh, well, I mean, people said like, statistically disinformation dramatically dropped the week after his Twitter account was banned. Right. Um, it's kind of, it's again, like one of those things where the second they did the right thing completely belatedly, it became clear, <laughs> like how obvious this decision should have been. Mm -hmm. um, right. Like it does seem like Twitter Jack and uh sucker nerd, uh, need to be wow, viewed God as like wow. yeah yeah ladies yeah, ass out. I have to him. say it. yeah <laughs> sorry bro but that's what I'm calling you uh it's like Neville Chamberlain type shit with like their insistence on not removing the president like as we get uh distance from it and we see like how damaging it was for him to have just a direct wire into people's brains um yeah and you know the fact that they banned him from Twitter three days after the GOP lost control of the Senate. <laughs> it's like they, it couldn't be more transparent that they were yeah. just yeah. like, w whatever you say, sir. Yes, yeah. sir. Yes, sir. But I have another. There <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was. And, and now it's it's like it is nice to see that disinformation is dropping. But now it's just like just, What's there just straight now? up. It's like the, the infection is just like in there now. So it's like, yeah. You can't, you can't be like, oh, well, we put some Neosport on it, so it's done. It's like, no, now it's like you're gone gangrene. Like, you got to cut this shit out. Like, you got to cut out the rotten tissue. Like, yeah. you spent four years of unchecked just, like, lies and propaganda and, like, conspiracy theories. And now you have acting senators that believe in QAnon trying right. to come strapped into the Senate. You're like, well, we banned him from Twitter. You're like, well, yeah, but that doesn't do anything now because they're already here. Right, right, right. And they're looking for something to do with their time all of a sudden. It's, yeah, right. There's all these conspiracy theorists with a new wealth of free time. Uh, makes me nervous. Yeah, absolutely. Although I do think some of them took up uh, trying to cut to the front of the line of the vaccine, like in place <laughs> oh, of yeah. their conspiracy theorizing that the vaccine was microchipped. They were like, all right, well, now we're going to find a way to just get in line and get yeah. the vaccine very chill very chill approach um 
So uh, I just wanted to talk about two sporting events: uh, the Australia Open, there. yes, <laughs> uh, couple since we had a couple sportos on, uh, classic sports heads. <laughs> so the Australian Open is coming up. Uh, one of the four tennis? tennis majors. Okay, um, I think it's happening this week, this weekend, uh, and I think it's just going to be like pretty much fully opened uh, with. Yeah, like fans in stadium. I saw like footage uh, on Sports Center where they were like, "Yeah, nobody's wearing masks, and it's just it looks like it's 2018 again." Um, <laughs> and wow. it's because they underwent like they haven't had a new uh, COVID death since October in all of Australia. Um, they just if Australia can get their shit together, what are we doing? Yeah. No, good for Australia. First of yeah. all, shout out to Australia. Good, good for Australia. But I am yeah. bitter about it. They just did a short term full lockdown and uh, said they it was called like a zero or bust campaign, and it worked. And they they were like, we're going to uh, put our long-term health and survival as a society ahead of uh, short-term considerations. And that, so uh, the other side of this coin is the Super Bowl, which is happening this weekend in Tampa. And I, I think it's a good illustration of how uh, these sorts of things happen in America. Uh, the <laughs> mayor of Tampa has been like fighting with Ron DeSantis for you know, the past year trying to like, she tried to get bars to shut down uh, back when he was opening all the bars up uh, mm -hmm. and like wanted to get funds to pay the bars to shut down so that they could like stay in business without opening up. Uh, mm -hmm. She did not succeed in that. Uh, now she is hosting U.S. capitalism's like Olympics. Uh, <laughs> she's saying, and she's saying shit like, we are climbing up on the world stage, and one thing I can guarantee you is Tampa Bay is going to dance like we've never danced before. Um, <laughs> that's a direct quote. Dance right into an ICU unit. <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> um, Jesus. God. Okay. And it's, yeah, it's just like out of sort of capitalist necessity. Mm -hmm. She like, has no reason to be confident, um, but she's... <laughs> no. Yeah, she so like her, the measures that she took instead of actually like paying people to stay home, keeping things closed, uh, asking people to sacrifice in the short term for a long term gain uh, oh. was a social media campaign uh, using local celebrities to spread spread awareness around mask wearing. Um, basically, uh, nothing that's going to that. cost money. We tried that. Yeah. Remember uh, when Kate Winslet taught us how to wash our hands last March? Right. What fucking good did that do? Nothing. Did change my life, but not for the. I wonder what's happening in like Earth forty four seventy seven, like the parallel Earth, where like America is about collectivism and not individualism, and like we decided <laughs> to, you know, bite the bullet and treat people like people for like just a year. We just yeah. locked down, mm -hmm. gave everyone a livable wage, and we're just like, hey, you know, what? we're gonna ride this thing out, as opposed yeah. to here where we're just like, everyone gets cheese hats at the beer party. Come on down, to Tampa Bay. <laughs> like, what is happening? <laughs> like what yeah i mean it's... she called bars a perfect petri dish for spreading the virus back in the spring and now the virus is at its highest levels to date and she's hosting 
a just the most massive event with like thousands <laughs> of people just getting drunk together it like turning her city into a bar mm-hmm. uh and she's like i'm glad uh we've decided to hold the events outdoors so that that's something <laughs> yeah. um a little treat yeah but well um, that's very bleak and i don't have cable so i'm not gonna be able to watch the big game um, what I what can't watch the do? big game. I don't know. Probably I'll rewatch the Aaron Hernandez documentary <laughs> <laughs> for the four thousandth time. Uh, I'm just live tweeting there. That'll yeah. put me in a good. Yeah, I'm gonna like really about ruin this thing everyone's CTE? time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Keep in mind. Um, yeah, so I'll just I'll just um, really delight in uh, bringing others uh, little serotonin down. Right, I'm about to expose myself right now. Uh, when is the Super Bowl? <laughs> Is it? Is it this? It's this week, right, Doug? It's this week. Oh wow, I'm really behind. I... Who's playing? Uh, funny you should mention Aaron Hernandez because his uh former quarterback Tom Brady and his former uh tight end mate uh Rob Gronkowski Gronk? are both playing for Tampa Bay this time. Damn, oh. I forgot oh. that Rob Gronkowski. God, you couldn't escape Rob Gronkowski. They used to have a cardboard cutout of Rob Gronkowski in every Dunkin' Donuts in Massachusetts. You couldn't <laughs> get away from that man. I'm glad he's gone. The yeah. branding is strong. It, it was Tampa. really. Strong. Yeah. I kind of was like, where did all those? Where did all those Rob Gronkowski? Yeah, where the Gronk stands come from? Yeah, let's see. Uh-huh. I'll check. I'll check eBay. Yeah, it's been, it's a bummer for Patriots fans because they were they just got left. They got dumped for <laughs> Tampa. You know, I think that all of my uncles will be just fine. They'll but once you've on. seen Tampa dance like they've never danced before, it's hard <laughs> to go back to cold ass New England, you know? God. So uh let's talk about Andrew Cuomo, uh pandemic mm-hmm. hero Andrew Cuomo who recently won a special Emmy award uh, for his televised press conferences where he just like what? literally did his job. <laughs> oh, that's um, right. I forgot also, about that. And even that's a stretch. A book like about that. how he handled the coronavirus pandemic, which like must have been locked like six months ago, like <laughs> at the height. Yeah. Wow. Um, he is now reopening indoor dining in New York City at 25% yeah. capacity. Fuck yeah. Um, which. Get those onion rings. Yeah. <laughs> Got to get those. Uh, it's still considered a high risk activity. One expert called Dining Restaurants super spreader destinations. There was that South Korean study from the end of last year where you saw how one customer was able to infect. Uh, another sitting twenty feet away. Yeah, was from that them the one where they had the diagram with like by, um, they had like someone sitting at this part of the t- uh, the restaurant, and another person was like twenty five feet away in the airflow. Yeah, like, from the oh. is what spread it around. Yeah, God, yeah. I forgot about that cursed chart. I like. Can we? I I feel like we should stop encouraging governors. Like if you tell them <laughs> they t- if you tell them they did a good job one time, they'll immediately yeah. start to do the worst job possible, and they don't care how many people die. Like you got to start bullying them too. Yeah. Oh God, I love to bully a governor, but like it's just <laughs> like. <laughs> Every mayor and every governor, like they'll take the clickbait and then they're like, okay, cool. Like no one's looking. Let's yeah. let's absolutely fuck this up as much as possible. We got the Emmy. Who cares? Yeah, this his 
post governorship has like I'm seeing very Rudy Giuliani vibes for him. Oh God! Like just uh, living off of this and then eventually devolving into uh, just a mess. Because when you so uh, they're reopening restaurants for Valentine's Day because uh, he knows yeah, how that's I'm, the best day to go to a restaurant. I'm seeing that uh, nine, as of like 20 minutes ago, nine uh, top New York health officials quit because of Cuomo. <laughs> um, Good job, maybe, Andy. Maybe they didn't hear that uh, he's also opening wedding ceremonies up to 150 <laughs> people in March. Maybe they were like, you should have opened them sooner. Yeah. Yeah. They're, um, and he, at his press conference announcing this, uh, he encouraged everybody to go have dinner at a restaurant on Valentine's <laughs> Day and then get engaged while you're at it. Oh, hell yeah. Just kind of a fun thing. Enjoy the few yeah. weeks you have left. You yeah. Know? <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, yeah. Uh, so bad. People naturally asked at this press conference, they were like, so when will food service workers be? be available like when will, when are they getting vaccinated uh and cuomo called the question of whether restaurant employees should be prioritized quote a cheap insincere discussion um which <laughs> seems to be, that guy yeah really just the worst okay where's yeah that's a that's a real guillotine moment yeah it's <laughs> really Jesus. I mean, it's like bad enough here having all the restaurants open again. You know, they open on Friday and all like the sidewalks are truly like brimming with yeah. people eager to uh, infect waiters. Like, Also, isn't it, it like cold in L.A. right now? Like I haven't been there, but it hasn't like been sort of like shitty weather. Like who wants to go eat outside in the rain anyway? I just don't understand how you could be frothing this bad to pay too much for a piece of bread. Like, it's just, <laughs> yeah, it's not even uh, nice out. <laughs> yeah. All the, like, it really put the lie to all the LA people who are like, it's freezing when it's 50, but then you let them eat at a <laughs> fucking uh, sidewalk cafe and they're yeah. all out there right away. It's, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, not great. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, let's take a quick break and we'll be right back and we're back so CNN uh, reported on this story out of the Minneapolis PD like the title suggested I'll just read you guys the title the title is Minneapolis police officers must keep body cameras turned on during entire response to a call, new policy says. But if you actually look at the policy or even the text of that article, it's actually like the officers still have the ability to turn on and off their cameras like themselves. Uh, just mm -hmm. they get to decide that anything they say on camera can be redacted from public release uh, and the policy doesn't mention the punishment for turning their camera off. Uh, <laughs> oh. Yeah, so it's just more of the same ineffectual bullshit that won't cause yeah. a single officer who's interested in abusing his power to change behavior at all. Um, but this is... And classic CNN for uh, yeah. rewarding it for no reason. <laughs> yeah, just giving them a great yeah. headline. Yeah, See, they're trying. Yeah. <laughs> An effort was made. So 
Oh, God, I hate it here. Jack. <laughs> Um, well, I've got something that's going to make you feel better. Uh, we, we got to meet the GameStop guy who made millions oh uh, <laughs> off of that stock. And folks, um, he's ugly. <laughs> <laughs> Look at this king. Uh, he's, uh... Oh, my God. I'm just like, this looks like, um, this is how I picture how people look when they email me death threats. They look like this guy. <laughs> you know? He looks like a sketch character. He, did, yeah, he does. Absolutely he does. looks like a sketch character. He looks He's wearing like a, a t shirt that guy. says game over, uh, <laughs> with a color coordinated uh headband uh and wrist sweatbands uh mm. and microphone. Um, all cool, yeah. Yeah, all He's a real gamer. This is another article where the narrative seems to be, you know, moving back towards the side of capital and basically <laughs> the side of money. Um, yeah. There's a Bloomberg article where the moral of the story is this was all just a silly online fad that hurt a bunch of the small people uh, and does not mention like the fact that the people were trying to use the market against companies uh, who make a living fucking them over and mm. the companies literally changed the rules like midstream to fuck them over again. Mm -hmm. uh yeah. but that, like it's yeah it's just gonna a go real back to the remember to stay in your place guys because it's yeah. dangerous out there this dangerous. is a real like a bizarro sophie's choice because the only thing i hate more than redditors are stock capitalist <laughs> yeah stockbroker yeah. so it's really it's really because <laughs> yeah. i would like i'd i went into that subreddit just to see what was going on and like it was as reddit as you thought as you could possibly think it could be like a lot of like shit posts a lot of like People just throwing around the R word just for whatever shits and giggles. And I'm like, do I really care that these people are making becoming millionaires? And I mean, on the one hand, they are fucking over hedge fund managers, which I love. But also, like, do I really need more shitty white dudes getting amassing capital? Like, do I care either way? Yeah, sort they of like, have uh, a bad track the, the best contact I've seen on it was like that that me that meme of like the two monkeys fighting on the ship like from the simpsons a bunch of people around it cheering on like that's the way that i see it it's like reddit dudes fighting hedge fund vendors like i'll watch them fight all day i don't support either one but like i'll watch them fight it'll be interesting to see how it ends it's like uh yeah i don't know the that i didn't engage with that story very much because i was like they're I don't know. The Redditors <laughs> are triggering for me. I don't yeah. want to. I don't want to. I don't want to hear what Redditors are up to. I certainly don't want them to have a bunch of money. Uh, <laughs> uh, but also, like, you gotta like. I don't know. Dunking on Wall Street is good, but reallocating Wall Street money to Redditors seems like the very <laughs> yeah. the like the not ideal outcome. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, and I feel like a lot of the people who made the money are like part of that internet. Like, gotta get your hustle on, gotta yeah. grind it, dude. Uh, yeah. This is how this is. Greed is good. Yeah, greed is good. <laughs> I'm just hustling out here, making <laughs> making my mills. Uh, type of uh, culture that is a real bummer. Yeah, this is a really uh, f funny take on Wolf of Wall Street. Aren't they already like uh, making a movie out of it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah like they are. Noah Centineo. Yeah. Uh, I guess. I guess Noah Centineo looks like he could be a redditor. Why is any <laughs> of this happening? This <laughs> yeah. And he's been to Brockton. I just can't. <laughs> it's just been there. It's he's just much. been there. Yeah, he's just polluted the air. Noah Centineo. I need to know who he is, right? 
This seems he's, like a thing that is increasingly. I would I would argue in in I don't know he's he's at a tipping point where either he's supremely untalented and no one will know who he is in twenty minutes, or he is secretly like, or he's like another Robert Pattinson where you're like, oh, I guess he was good, uh, <laughs> but he's uh, he's in that kissing booth movie, right? He's right. Like the hunk. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Yeah, he's in. Wait, no, he is not. I have no idea who this man is. <laughs> he looks like he's. He, oh, I have no idea who this man is. He looks like the guy from Kissing Booth. Yeah. He's not. He's not. He's not. He looks exactly like the Australian guy from Kissing Booth, but he's actually American, and he's in. Oh, he's to all the boys I've loved before. Guy. That's the one. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. He's like okay. some Netflix movie guy, and either he's good or he sucks. That's all you need to know. <laughs> Okay, perfect. Yeah. Yeah, he is bringing the GameStop, the GameStop stock saga to Netflix, according to International The News. Um, well, that's, that's a, exhausting that to hear. That sounds like my brain is melting when I say that <laughs> sentence. Dan, I was so sure he was that guy that looks like the like same Like it's been guy. a long year already. It's true. Yeah, let's not bring Noah Centineo into it. God, I can't imagine what that movie is gonna be. Yeah, because it's not even over yet. Like it's still ha- it's still happening. Like what? I guess right. they're just gonna wing it and maybe figure it out. I don't know. It is interesting. Andrew, they're just Cuomo like find and replacing the, the big short script. They're like, right. no, it'll work out. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um. All right. Let's finally dig into some wholesomeness. Uh, that still has like a depressing news peg so there's this guy i don't know did you guys know about captain sir tom moore no uh, okay so he is a he was a 99 year old man who was about to turn 100 and decided to raise funds for the nhs uh mm. by uh trying to walk 100 laps in his garden before his 100th birthday uh and <laughs> Just be like, people just really liked him. He's just like a charming ass old man to the point that he ended up like collabing with a famous pop star on a song that went to number one in the UK. <laughs> really? Yeah. That's so sweet. And he yeah. raised 35 million pounds for the NHS, which is like incredible. Um, everybody loved him. He then got knighted. Uh, and wow. um, he just passed away from covid which is oh, not <gasps> oh he's got like a little old man mustache look at this guy yeah this is yeah. gonna be anthony hopkins greatest role yeah. it really yeah because That's so it, nice like that ending that third act where he like mm. you know you've got coronavirus love yeah. <laughs> oh, no. he goes oh bollocks yeah bollocks yeah oh bollocks <laughs> What's all this then? <laughs> I bet he had, he's, it, this whole story, I'm like, oh, even if they make it up, this guy has some profound last words. Everyone's going to be sobbing. Oh, oh yeah. for sure. Wow. Yeah, he spent his time, like, his uh, final hours with his kids, like, reminiscing about their mom who passed away. And, uh, yeah, oh, just seems generally um, like an awesome dude. 
Uh, um, so what a nice palate him. cleanser from from all yeah. the other stories. Yeah, R. shout out to him. Shout out to yeah. the UK Captain for Sir giving us something uh, to believe in. <laughs> yeah. uh, wow, yeah. I mean, that's a that's that really speaks to where we're at. Where our like new thing to believe in is a recently deceased, very old man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> a recently deceased one year old British army man. Yeah, <laughs> sure, uh, I'll take him. Yeah. I Zig, need this. It has been a pleasure having you oh, on. Thanks Daily for having Zeitgeist, me. It's always a, thanks for having me. It's always a pleasure coming back. Where can uh where can people find you and follow you? Uh they can find me on all social media platforms at Yay for Zig. I'll be tweeting that bullshit. Um uh and 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 spiraling every now and then, but you can find me there or at uh, uh and also check out the Dark Weed podcast. It's a podcast for me and my homie Birdie Reed. Yeah. Uh talk about nerd shit, uh anime, games, uh comics all the, all of it it's it's uh that's my been my main creative outlet another one of our oh, yeah. of the greats who's guested mm-hmm. on daily zeitgeist uh is there a tweet or some other work of social media you've been enjoying yes this is from key williams with two s's at the end uh she tweeted who created jobs rent the concept of money i would like to fight and that's been <laughs> the past few days uh jamie where can people find you follow you hear you and what's a tweet you've been enjoying uh, you can find me on uh, Twitter at Jamie Loftus Help, Instagram Jamie Christ Superstar, and a tweet I've been liking. It's I don't know why it went viral again, but it's that classic picture uh, where there's uh, where Michael, Sarah, and Aubrey Plaza are at uh, Chuck E. Cheese. And there's a whole herd of teen girls uh, taking a picture with Michael Sarah because they don't know who Aubrey Plaza is because the picture is from 2009. <laughs> what? Did they like date? Or great, were they in? They, did, they dated during the production of Scott Pilgrim. Oh, wow. Oh Real Scott Pilgrim heads will know. Uh, I just sent you the link. It's an iconic picture. Um the end. I guess I guess I'll attribute who reposted the picture. Uh it was someone named Lil Sam Squanch. <laughs> great name. Oh, I love yeah. Lil Sam Squanch 66. He's great. Uh one of my favorite Sam Squanches. Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> my 66 favorite. And uh you you recently closed out uh oh, the yeah. limited run beautiful brilliant series Lolita podcast. Yes, uh, yeah, you can go listen to the whole the whole show now. Uh, it is complete. Uh, so if you're in a, a decent headspace to to do that, um, I biased recommend it. Uh, I unbiased recommend, kind of biased recommend it. <laughs> but, uh, it is really good. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Jack underscore O'Brien. Um, couple tweets I've been enjoying. Anna Dresden tweeted, "Should I?" get a peloton or go back in time and convince my parents to make me never be born uh andrew nadow tweeted started taking gummy antidepressants they're super effective but then i had regular gummies and felt the same way so maybe it was just that um and then blink patch tweeted just shorted some stocks god damn it autocorrect i mean i just sharded some socks (laughs) (laughs) i've all been there Uh, You can find me on Twitter at Jack underscore O'Brien. You can find us on Twitter at Daily Zeitgeist. We're at The Daily Zeitgeist on Instagram. We have a Facebook fan page and a website, dailyzeitgeist.com, where we post 
our episodes and our footnotes oh, where we link nice. off to the information that we talked about in today's episode as well as the song we ride out on DJ Daniel, you got any Rex? Oh, um, anybody? Oh, oh God, oh, the creek. The <laughs> I creek. wasn't ready for this. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, uh, yeah, uh, oh God. Actually, yeah. No, 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 no. Yeah, I, I do have one actually. Okay. Hit um, me. Let's go with "Hey Cutie" by Artist Cutie, produced by um, a, a, an incredible artist who passed recently, Sophie. Sophie. Uh, just a really, really important. Uh, just an incredible artist overall. Their music is is so amazing, and they're such a forward thinking artist. And unfortunately, they they passed recently, and it was a, yeah. a major blow to music everywhere. To be honest with you, and seeing the breadth of people that reached out to express their appreciation for Sophie has just been like overwhelming, and also heartwarming to a certain extent that like this artist touched so many people. So the song "Hey Cutie" by the group Cutie, uh, produced by Sophie, would be my recommendation. Hey. Perfect. Uh, all right. Thank you, Daniel. Uh, the Daily Zeitgeist is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. That is going to do it for this morning. We are back this afternoon to tell you what's trending, and we will talk to y'all then. Bye. Bye. Hey, yeah, something I want to Not that.